0: Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean.
1: And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlich and McLean podcast. Right before we jumped on this pod, well, you know, certain things were said. I don't think we can tell you all of that. But <laughs> I did say, to my co-host Eric Macklin, I said, "I think you're going to be surprised by some of my picks this week, so I'm just going to put that out there, Mac.
0: Come on, KG. I will. I will tell you this too, because you know our our very high tech production uh, deal that we have going on here. <laughs> when you went to clap to signify for oh, no. our producer Richmond Weaver, who does an unbelievable job, Rich, take on sports. Go check that out. When you were going to clap, like time slowed down, and you were like this. And I was like, wow, this is so dramatic. And then it glitched. So I know that you didn't really do it that slow. Um, so yeah, uh, just wanted to let you know that. That was pretty funny.
1: I can be dramatic at times, as you know.
0: <laughs> oh, no, no way. But no I way. wasn't
1: trying to be dramatic in that moment.
0: That was good just
1: lovely technical difficulties. <laughs> I, I feel like the last couple of weeks, Mac, me personally, you've been pretty good picking the last couple of weeks. I feel like I have lost my way a little. Yes. I, my confidence is a little lower. I believe 100%. you went four and three last week. I went three and four. So it's not like we're cratering, yeah. but I just feel like I've made some dumb decisions. So <laughs> we're back into that mode Come on. where we're going to try to read Vegas here and there figure out know. what the heck Vegas is thinking.
0: Are you Are you leaning up in your chair, that video yes. game meme, you know, kind of tying the hair oh, like, let's go.
1: You have my attention. I can't let Eric McLean beat me in this contest.
0: I understand. I I do want to say this, just kind of throw it out there, because it's not relevant for the podcast, but it is relevant for my mental state of mind. I am blowing the huddle out of the water with (laughs) picks, just so everyone knows that. I am in first place by a long shot, so that when you take kind of process of elimination here, Kelly would kill all of us picking games. So. I just want to throw that out there. I just want to throw you that know, out You
1: know, I appreciate that, partner. I think what it really comes down to is that iron sharpens iron. and Come on, I've got it about, right here. We, I know you do. We talk about these games every week, and so we push each other to be better. That's true. And Max destroying all those guys on the huddle. That's right. Which we love to That's see. That's right. We absolutely I think
0: I, I, earlier I was thinking um, like transitive property, and I couldn't think of it, so I made something else up. So I'm glad that just came to me right, at, right before we move on.
1: That is correct. Good math term there, Mac. Good math term. I'm proud. All right. Let's talk about some of these games. This is the only week of the season. This is from our guy, Brian Ives. This is the only week of the season in which all 14 ACC teams play a conference game. So we have seven games and every game is between ACC teams. We know that Clemson has already clinched the Atlantic, even though Dabo Sweeney told them to take the trophy back until he wanted it. <laughs> and UNC could clinch the Coastal this weekend with a win.
0: Hold on. Did he really, like, give the trophy back? Does he I not swear have I saw that
1: on Twitter. Did, did someone make that up? I swear he said they were going to present it to them this week or something. Yeah.
0: And he, he said, nah. no.
1: Take it back. Take it back. I don't want it yet.
0: Return to Cinder.
1: <laughs> Maybe after if they beat Louisville. I bet it'll be ready if they beat Louisville.
0: sure, that was that's amazing. God, I love that guy. That is so funny. Is I hope so I'm not funny.
1: making that up, and it wasn't like a parody account that I found on Twitter. If, but I'm pretty sure are, it's not on Twitter.
0: If you are making it up, it is hilarious, and I hope that that's what happened.
1: Yeah, there are very few coaches in college football that would say, "I don't want my division trophy yet." <laughs> it's not really a thing. If UNC wins this weekend and they beat Wake Forest, Mac Brown will say, "Give me, give me the trophy. I want it now. Give me the trophy." Do you think that our ACC – well, this is actually going to give away your pick. Do you – no, I'm not going to ask you that. I'm not going to ask you that. Let's talk about the games (laughs) because that will give away your answer for UNC and Wake.
0: That's right. Let's
1: get into our big three breakdown. And these games, in order of time in which they start, we will start with the Clemson-Louisville game, a game that no one thought would be this interesting a couple weeks ago. And now it's very interesting. Number 10, (laughs) Clemson facing off against a pretty good Louisville team, a team that's very hot, 330 on ESPN. Clemson's a seven-point favorite, and I think in order to talk about this game, you have to start with the quarterback situation. We talked about it a good bit on Wednesday and on Monday. It's what everyone in the ACC and even outside of the ACC, when you talk about Clemson, you talk about this quarterback situation. Mac, do you have any feel as to what you think is going to happen there?
0: Yeah, you, you know, based strictly off of history, based strictly off of what I've seen, you know, Coach Dabo Sweeney do for a year and some change now, DJ will still be the guy. What what's super interesting, and I wouldn't tell you guys this if I did know, but I would love to know, does K get any reps and with the ones in practice? Like, mm, does he big. does does DJ go Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and K does Tuesday? Like, is there anything where you know, Cade Klubnick is getting one reps because I think that is important that the first time that he does it with that offensive line, with that running back, wide receivers in kind of a live setting a lot in practice and team drills is not during the game where, you know, they're down two scores and something crazy. Hey, go go get them, partner. Go figure it out. I hope that that's not the first time if that's what Clemson is going to decide to do uh, just because that doesn't seem fair. And that kind of seems like we're creating some issues for the future. Like, Mm. Hey, go in. Uh, You didn't do good enough. Get out. Like last week, last week was really weird mentally, I think for Cade Klubnick. Um, So it's going to be interesting KG to see how they handle that for for me, kind of where you are. And and you know what? I have been reflecting so much on some conversations that you and I were having Mm. about those first three games and how you need to find out who the guy is. And you were kind of saying, well, you can't really find out. And I'm like, well, if you don't, you're going to have to figure it out in the middle of the season. And here we are, and it's happening. But we and thought just, it was
1: figured out.
0: Yeah, but did we, though? Like, after Georgia yeah. Tech, did we? Not after I Georgia remember, Tech, but Matt. That's what I'm saying.
1: Matt, after Wake Forest?
0: For sure. But That was game four. But we all thought what, it was figured out. What if it didn't even get to that point? You know what I'm saying? Like, what if Cade had already done it? All I'm saying, I've been thinking about that. You're right, absolutely. Mm. He played great. And had played great. Um, but I just keep thinking back to, wow, this is so strange that this is happening right now. And so for me, what I would do in the situation that you're in with the comments that you have given as a head coach on Tuesday that said, he's our guy, but if things don't happen accordingly, if things don't change, we have to give someone else a chance. That's the first time I heard him say that something of that nature. And so to me, that's thinking, okay, there, the door is open and, and the leash that I hate is shorter. And so the the margin of error is thinner for for things that happen. And so what I would expect to see is DJ goes the first two series, Mm. regardless of what happens, Cade goes in. It's like everyone knows it. The whole world knows it. That's what we're going to do. And then maybe you do it one more time. And from that moment on, you make a decision. And that's the decision that we're going with. We're not flirting with it any other time nothing else is happening. That's what happens. Because I think that you get an opportunity and you get to see how, how does a guy react you know, when it, when it matters, there's some rhythm, he's anticipating it happening.
1: That is so fascinating to me. And look, I, I agree with you for the most part. I kind of thought they would say, all right, DJ, you get the first two series. And if we don't at least score and move the ball, then it's Cades. But you're saying it's going to be at least, and this is just projecting. Yeah. Maybe a two and two situation. And so my question for you, Mac, is can you think back in 2014 um, in game plans you guys had with Deshaun Watson and Cole Stout? Not saying this is a Deshaun-Cole Stout situation, mm-hmm. but did you have a set plan where uh, maybe it was the FSU game where Cole Stout would play two series and then Deshaun would play two? Do you remember that plan?
0: I'm 90% sure. Again, a lot of, lot of contact in the head but I'm 90% sure that we did do that, that that it it was a plan that we knew Cole was starting. Deshaun was coming in at that point of the game. And and it wasn't a, Oh my God, Cole's benched. It was, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to figure out kind of where we want to go. So that to me is, is it just makes the most sense. If you're questioning it, if you're truly questioning it, if DJ goes in practice this week and man, just blows it up, then okay. He's the guy he's done great at times. And so for me, it's, it's really interesting that Clemson's in mm. this situation right now.
1: I'm not sure practice is the problem, though, because it seems that <laughs> maybe the execution of the game plan, specifically yeah. against Notre Dame, was really poor. Okay, there's a lot more to this game than just the quarterback situation. I think in terms of game plan, and we talked about this on Wednesday, Louisville is so good at getting after the quarterback. You heard yeah. Keytrell Clark talk about it when he was on with us on Wednesday. If you haven't listened to that, go listen to it. They lead the country in a bunch of different categories when it comes to sacks and forcing turnovers, especially over their four-game winning streak. In my opinion, you have to attack that. You can't be as vanilla. Do you do you see a world in which Clemson is as vanilla as they were against Notre Dame in this game?
0: I don't think you can be. If, if you were on the Notre Dame game plan, I mean, you know, Notre Dame looked good in space, like athletically. Louisville is better in space. You, you can't just go sideways And think you're going to out leverage them like you. You have to go with something that's attacking, attacking yourself straight at. Like there's no dancing, there's no east west. It it is north only. Like that is where we're we need to go. And and for me, I mean that'll be on full display if they decide to do that. And if it is screen left, screen right, dump left, dump. I mean they're going to get lit up. And at the end of the day, that defense is flying around. They're being very aggressive. They're playing at a very high level and confident level. Key Charles-Clark said, yeah. this is not a revenge tour. This is a respect tour. Like we're letting people know this is what we're doing and, and all those doubters were coming right at you. And so it's for me, KG, absolutely not. You, you cannot do that. There's no weather issues. The weather looks fine. Clemson has no excuse to push the ball vertically a la, or excuse me, instead of the inability to do so. And, and so I don't think that's the case because we've seen it time and time again. So, For me, that'll be the biggest key. And and again, when you are Louisville, I'm bringing it. Like, I am blitzing every play. I'm overloading. I'm trying to confuse that young freshman at right tackle. I'm trying to make them make mistakes because DJ has shown these last two weeks or last two games they played, he isn't processing information as quickly. He isn't anticipating and throwing guys open. He's waiting for guys to get open. That takes time. That takes three and a half, four seconds, which – that defense is – they're, they're going to get there. And so you want to put in six in the blocks, we're bringing seven. You want to put eight-man protection, we're going to overload it and try you know, to, to really cause issues and cause problems. That's what I would do if I was Louisville defense, continue to be aggressive.
1: Yasir Abdullah, Yaya Diaby, those are two of the names you need to know for this Louisville defense. Abdullah yeah. has just been on a tear for Louisville. <laughs> and I do think that this defense is – is one of the best that Clemson will have faced this season, and and they're one of the more athletic, to your point, mm-hmm. Mac. Mm-hmm. And so Clemson has to be ready for that. For Louisville on offense, they've, they've been really, I think, feeding off of the defense creating turnovers, but also the defense giving them a little more of a cushion and right. th- knowing their defense is going to show up. And this offense looks more confident. They're having some playmakers emerge. And then you look at the Clemson defense and – Weirdly enough, in a lot of these key categories in the ACC, Clemson ranks 7th, 8th, middle of the pack, kind of towards the bottom. This defense has been underwhelming, and I think the Louisville offense has overperformed a bit recently.
0: Yeah, and and for me, I'll talk about the Clemson defense first. That has been the biggest problem to me. Like, I know, know everybody's excited and wants to talk about quarterback. I know the offense is what it is. I expected there to be problems offensively with what I saw a year ago. I mean, Clemson, as you just said, far and away was better than what I thought they would be offensively this year. Defense has been extremely disappointing, has been nowhere close to what we expected to see from a unit that seemed loaded on paper with star power, with some key guys coming back, especially that defensive line. I mean, we were throwing out best ever in college football, not just – Clemson, not just the ACC. We thought was these guys, even
1: talking about
0: it. Right. So that's a- what's crazy. So, yeah. And, and so for me, it's like, I don't know if these guys are reading their own press clippings, if they're listening to the podcast, what they're doing. <laughs> uh, but it seems like they kind of forgot that there's some work that goes into that, that there's some effort that goes into being that. And they, they've kind of, you know, failed these guys a couple of different times this year. Wake Forest game, Florida State game, Notre Dame game you know, where, where they're not playing at the level that they expect. And so for me, if I'm Louisville, I'm running the football. I'm going right at those guys that, that maybe are feeling bad for themselves after what Notre Dame just did. I'm testing exactly, you know, what they did. Am I saying Louisville's offensive line is as good as Notre Dame's? No. Am I saying those running backs are equally as good, if not faster? Absolutely. And so I'm testing that for sure and, and just seeing. Listen, Notre Dame ran a play called Dua, which is a frontside double team and a backside double team, a hundred times. I don't know how many runs they had, but literally ninety percent of what they did was that play. They dressed it up and disguised it, but they ran the same thing over and over and over. That's what I'm doing. If I'm LT, offensive coordinator at Louisville, call it up, big dog. That that's what you need to do. And then play action over the top if you want to be fancy, throw some passes with with Cunningham and of course run him. He's too good of a weapon not to, but it, it's gonna be fascinating just to see KG the mental aspect of Clemson, where they are, are they going to be embarrassed and upset and want to prove a point, they're going to be feeling bad for themselves and get punched right in the face by this Louisville team that's feeling really confident.
1: Something tells me that Dabo is not going to let the second part happen, the the feeling bad for yourself. There's just so much at stake.
0: I hope he's not making There's, any plays though. That's true. <laughs> I hope so.
1: There's so much at stake for this Clemson team and sure. I want to start with my stat here because it tells you one of the many things that's at stake. And this is spooky.
0: Oh gosh.
1: Saturday <laughs> is the sixth year anniversary of the last home loss for Clemson.
0: Hmm. That's not good.
1: That was when Clemson lost
0: to Pittsburgh, hey, 43 Low- to 44. Louisville fans are like, yes, yes.
1: There's something about what what is Saturday, November 12th? Is that what it is? There's something about that day. <clears> and <throat> I know, Mac, it's it's spooky, and Louisville fans love it. All that being said, you're going to give us your keys. We might disagree here, but I, I just have such a a lack of trust right now in what Clemson's going to do offensively. So give me Louisville plus seven. I I think because of the, the home field factor and just you have to think Clemson's going to figure it out. Yeah. I think Clemson still wins the game. Mm-hmm. But I think it is so uncomfortable. And something else, to keep in mind, is that Clemson's undefeated against Louisville, and there have been a lot of uncomfortable games in this series since Louisville joined the ACC last year. As an example, that Clemson yeah. just found a way to win somehow. Mm-hmm. So I think they find a way. But give me Louisville plus seven.
0: The number is certainly questionable. The, the number is you're you're looking at it and you say, okay, how close is close enough? You know how how much is an uncomfortable amount? I just think that a guy like Will Shipley is not going to let this thing happen. I think a guy that is going to get in everybody's face, I can I can envision it now, him in practice these last couple of days, and getting in those guys' grill and, and getting them going and, and riled up. So with that in mind, I am going to take Clemson. The, the key to the game here for me is run the football, both teams. It's super simple. I, I think the team, and again, this, this is such a uh, – <laughs> We don't cuss on this podcast, but a no-duh. This is such a no-duh thing about what I'm about to say. And that's whatever team can establish that dominance at the line of scrimmage. I truly feel that yeah. because you just control so much when you can do that. And, and if Shipley can get going like I think he can, if that defensive line has any pride at all and, and steps up and plays the way that they, they are able to, I think Clemson gets it done. They they get their trophy. They get a clinch for real in the eyes of Dabo Sweeney. And, uh, you know, everybody's feeling good going into next week when they play Miami.
1: This game is just very, very interesting. <laughs> I can't wait to see it unfold. Okay, the next one in our big three is a 7.30 p.m. game on ESPN2. Number 15, North Carolina, 8-1, and 5-0 and in the league, at Wake Forest, who has now fallen to 6-3. and And Wake is a three-and-a-half point favorite in this game. This game is in Winston-Salem. I think that's very important here. And the totals at seventy-seven because it's North Carolina Wake Forest. I mean, come on, that's of course it is. Now, Mac, you at first you don't love this line. You do you have any some some thoughts on what Vegas is trying to do here? I,
0: I you know what I think I kind of wrote this down wrong. You you see what it is. I think actually Vegas is on our side. I think Vegas and ESPN mm-hmm. are trying to give Drake May and the Tar Heels this unbelievable underdog victory where he has to get the dub and it propels him into the Heisman discussion into first place because he's already there. And so for me, I don't see how in the world, if you've watched any football in the last two weeks, how you think that Wake Forest is favored over North Carolina. Yes, ma'am. Your hand is raised. I pick you
1: Because North Carolina's defense is that bad. This is every team, every team that UNC plays, they are their get right game offensively Virginia found a way to become an offensive juggernaut yeah against North Carolina that is concerning Mac that is concerning Notre Dame's whole comeback was started by North Carolina because they couldn't stop them
0: it's all the defense's fault
1: and well yeah and I do think this game being in Winston-Salem is a lot different for Wake now UNC's great on the road they're five and on the road that's incredible that's amazing Considering they didn't win a single road game last year, but Wake being at home, Sam Hartman being at home, I think that's a factor here.
0: I certainly think it helps, and you know that tough two-game road streak or road trip, two L's in a row, two very uncharacteristic days by Sam Hartman. I mean, coming into those, I think he had three turnovers total for the season. Coming out of it, he's got like eleven. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. just it's unbelievable to see what what happened. It's not that quite that much, but it's a lot. Um, so I, I sure I, I definitely actually, see it.
1: Oh yeah. He's at nine now. He's at nine turnovers.
0: Yeah. So close. I'm close. So he had six. Yeah. So he, he doubled what he had done. Um, and, and it's fascinating to see. So let, let's start with North Carolina looking at what they do. I mean, Drake may, none of us can talk about it enough. Cause it truly is so impressive The the talent that he has, the ability, the natural leadership. I mean, we, we spoke to him and, uh, just, just to see how young he is, but at the same yeah. time, he's just a killer and the attitude that he has moving forward is it's been really fun to see with with his accuracy his hand talent the way that he can throw the football at awkward angles with his arm and still just deliver mm-hmm. time and time Mahomesy. again kinda, yeah kind of sees you know things before they're happening and gets the ball where it needs to be so for me it's just he's playing at such a high level uh that that I can't I can't picture how they're going to lose cuz he's just that good of a player i think one thing that drastically drastically needs to improve is the run game around him like correct everybody and where the heck did my guy go marion hampton my know, brother because the back. older
1: guys are hurt though the older yeah. guy those well, injuries have hurt them
0: and you know kind of things that you hear and see it's that maybe he doesn't understand pass pro and he's not doing the things necessary so they're sitting him down and putting other guys in but man just hand it let him run it left or right like it don't make it hard for him just give him the football he's he's so Get talented and and I think that's really missing because now what you're relying on is your big quarterback to, to be such a big piece of the run game. I'm looking at their like leaders for each game, and Drake May's showing up way too much in, in the running game. That there needs to be mm-hmm. other guys that are doing that for North Carolina. Just let him sit back there and throw the football. Uh with that said, he's he's a great athlete. And anytime he takes off and run, it's a it's a problem. So for me, it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, just defensively, how do they try to attack Wake Forest? Um, because what they can't. What should they rebel. do, Mac? Well, they, they just can't. I mean, the, the biggest thing is to get Sam Hartman on the ground, and North Carolina does not do that. Every edge rusher they have exactly. is hurt or out for the exactly. season. And so, w- what do you do? I, I'm putting a speedy guy on the left tackle, and I'm trying to wreak havoc. Other than that, KG, I'm not sure. Try to get your hand on the football. I guess
1: that's Wake has been decent before the skid of forcing turnovers, and yeah. that that's where something could happen. But Drake May's also been. So good at taking care of the ball, but mm-hmm. I also think I mean UNC has been pretty good at forcing turnovers too. And Sam Hartman's out here just
0: giving it checking away out
1: grenades yep. and, and seeing where they go. <laughs> not grenades. I know that I mean what, that's what it feels like. I know that November has been rough for Wake. It's it's not a happy time yeah. for many Deeks, <laughs> especially this November. Do you feel like it's just hard for me to say? Sam Hartman is done like i i, it's, I can't count out Sam Hartman mm-hmm. because of how good he has been outside of the last two games. Now it is concerning that he didn't really have a bounce back game i'd say I would say he had a bounce back first half, the second half was was rough, yeah, and we talked about this on Monday. There were a few picks that are like, bro, I mean you can't make that yeah. it wasn't a it wasn't a tip, it was just a terrible ball, yeah, so where he is mentally is a huge question mark there's something about. It's just hard for me to believe that Wake's going to lose three in a row.
0: (laughs) Right, it's nuts to to sit here and think about it. And just honestly, when you look at Sam Hartman's game, like when he is on, he is so good. Like the throws that he can make, the decisions that he makes. I'm not sure there's many people out uh, uh, around the country that can do that. And even after you know he throws three picks, two of them really, really bad, he's fighting for his life and throws a dime to At Perry, like one of the best passes. I've seen all year on the run drops it hits them literally in the face mask and just perfect in the back of the end zone and I'm just sitting here like when it's good it's great when it's bad right. it is bad and, and so how can you get out of that how can you kind of get the rhythm of the offense I do think it, it will be interesting to see because North Carolina just cannot get pressure like that like these other teams that he has played is that a bounce back? Is he going to be comfortable sitting in the pocket, moving up as close to the line of scrimmage as he can, and then throwing a bomb to AT or Banks? You, you've got to see that. I hope we see that. He's a good enough player where he, he has to get Wake Forest back on track, but is not enough? I, I don't know. You know, it, it's crazy to sit here and question that when these receivers are so good, Wake Forest can score or could score at such a high clip, and now I'm just questioning what what are they going to be able to do? Because of the last two weeks, what I've seen from them, I, get, I don't know. It's going to be fascinating. The key to the game is protect Sam, okay. And the key to the game for North Carolina is run the football without your mm. quarterback. I think if each can do that, then it's a really, really interesting game. Because if you rem- remember a year ago, you know we saw North Carolina run it like crazy. I mean, they were running that football at a super high mm. clip. You know, doing the things necessary, and quarterback play was what it was. But Drake can't – he just can't do it all. He physically can, but you don't want him doing that.
1: Well, and now it's been two years of UNC really relying on QB run. Yeah. I know that UNC – this year is more about the injuries. Your key's there, Mac. I think that Wake can complete their key better than UNC can complete their key. Here's here's what Vegas is trying to tell us here. Wake minus three and a half. UNC has been flying too close to the sun. Yeah. They're due. No. Their defense no. is not good enough, it, okay, it, okay. I think, to go win this game on the road. I think UNC still going to win the Coastal. I think they still are going to end up in a great bowl. I think Drake May is still going to be in the Heisman conversation. But I think Wake Forest wins this game. Okay. And I'm taking Wake minus three and a half. I, and I took Wake last week, and so did you. So I don't know why I keep doing this.
0: Maybe you're flying too close to the sun, KG. Maybe that's happening.
1: Well – not true, because I've been struggling as of late. <laughs> uh, I've
0: been flying
1: close to a black hole. Oh, my
0: God. Here's the deal. For the political well-being of the conference, for mm. the, the strength of the conference, for the dignity of the conference, UNC has to win this vote. They've got to do. I don't think it's
1: that drastic.
0: It's that drastic. If they lose, who is it? It's Clemson and everybody else. And Clemson, you know, is what it is right now. It's been. I know we're trying to change the narrative here, KG. So these guys have to do their part. We need two one-loss teams in the conference championship. And so, with that in mind, Mm -hmm. go freaking heels. Do what you got to do. I'm taking them. What's the over under? 77 is the over under.
1: 77.
0: I don't think it's enough points. I'm going over. I think this is going to be nuts. I think it's going to be nuts.
1: I think it's going to be really fun. Like 50, well, I think last year was 58-55.
0: That's perfect. That's what I want to see.
1: <laughs> perfect. Um, Mac, for the sake of the conference, it'd be great for UNC to win this game. I don't disagree with you on that. Yeah. But, I mean, Wake's favored. You know, I don't think it's, this is a massive loss if UNC does lose. By the way, <laughs> Pete, my Duke's Mayo bottles here. Is this not Carolina?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it Right is. here? Let's go. Let's go. Awesome. Which one I are you picking? It. You're picking Wake. Unbelievable. Throw that one out. Mm-hmm.
1: That's right. Okay, our final game of the Big 3. Number 23 Ranked FSU. Thank you committee finally Florida State at Syracuse. Both teams are 6 and 3. Yeah. But the but the two teams are feeling very differently right now about themselves. This is the primetime game, 8 p.m. on ACC Network. Florida State's a seven-point favorite. The total's 51. Eric McClain and his bros are going to be there. And Mac tells me he's going to be trying dinosaur barbecue for the yes. first time. Ooh. I have had dinosaur barbecue. I said, go. You're going to love it. So I can't wait for your review of this game. or Of the game, of course, but also the barbecue. <laughs> is there point. is. Is this really going to be a game? I almost feel like the 7 is kind of a low number.
0: I think the, the 7 is free money. I think the 7 mm. is free money. Um, but let me tell you this first. I am so excited to go to Syracuse. I wish circumstances were a little bit different. The Dome has been rocking it has. all year long, and I can't wait to it. see it. But unfortunately, these guys are just on a skid right now, and they can't stop it. They can't get out of it. They can't help themselves defensively. It, it has been nuts. And KG, listen, after the Notre Dame game, after really the Clemson game, we said, ah, you need to watch this. You need to pay attention to this because stopping the run is very difficult mm-hmm. for these guys right now when people loaded load up the box and say, we're bigger than you. We're stronger than you. We're going to run this football. That's what Florida State is going to do. The, the game plan should be very simple. Run the football, run the football, run the football, like 45 plus times. If that's not what we see, either A, Syracuse is playing their tails off, or B, fire the entire staff at Florida State. I mean, that's, <laughs> okay, that's what chill. we need to see.
1: A little, little too soon for <laughs> little, the, those kind aggressive, of aggressive. A
0: little aggressive. Uh, but that, that's just what we're seeing right now, and, and especially with you know how FSU has been playing at such a high level, uh, running the football, throwing the football, offensive line. I, I'm just I'm so proud of those guys. I really am. Because a couple of years ago, they were just – They are one of the worst in college football. And now they're legitimately maybe the best in the ACC and playing at such a high level. I mean, they ran counter and power every other play against Miami. I mean, my man Dylan Gibbons literally broke his face mask because he ran counter so much. It was twisted to the side because he's hitting so many guys with his head. I I was just (laughs) so impressed with seeing that. Uh, Trey Benson, listen, we told you way back, Maybe week two or three, he just looks different. And I know Ward is hurt. That's why he's getting you know some more burn here. But he's just a big, strong, physical runner. And, man, he, he left his footprint all over the canes. I mean, he was running all over those dudes. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen here. Now, do they have the ability? Do they have the athletes? Yes. But I just don't know how Syracuse can adjust because they haven't shown me to stop that run. But you've got to know it's coming, 100%.
1: Well, first of all, Gary Williams is out for the year. So there's one less athlete you have on your defense. Do they have the athletes in the back seven? Yes. Do they have the size up front yeah. to stop FSU? No, I don't think so. Especially to your point with how this offensive line has been playing no. and how these running backs have been playing. And then, oh, by the way, Jordan Travis can also literally juke you out of your shoes. Right. So I I think the only thing for Syracuse here. Garrett Schrader, will he play? They've been so tight-lipped about that. We have no clue. <laughs> right. And Del Rio Wilson really struggled last week. If 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 Garrett Schrader doesn't play, guys, I don't care. Just get, I mean, I do care because it's a big thing. But give Sean Tucker the ball. He's averaging like 10 carries a game over the last three. What are we doing? At least pull a pit. Like your quarterback's not playing well ride with your running backs, especially when you have one like Sean
0: Tucker. Yeah, I mean, it's baffling. One more thing I I do want to say on the Syracuse defense before I move on to the offense. There's ways that you – if you're small and fast and aggressive, Mm -hmm. there's ways that you can make it difficult for an offensive line. Move around, pre-snap. Like, do not let them get a target. Don't let us sit here and say, we're going from here to there. Like, that's where we're going. It's almost a chaos look, and I know that's time. But there's veterans on this defense. Like you have to be able to do something, stand guys up, move. Like literally, movement is so hard to target because you're going one way, defender's going another way. It's almost like crossing. Doing anything you can to just not allow them to target because if they can't, if they can't pick you up, you know, then you can make plays in the backfield. The one negative though is if they do guess right, or if you guess wrong, and all that things going the right way. I mean, you, you can get housed. Really quick, mm-hmm. but it's it's almost at this point a gamble, KG, that you do have to take. That's All right, interesting. going back to the offense for Syracuse, I, I don't understand it. I, I don't know why Sean Tucker's not getting the football. the 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 shutdown of that should not be with Garrett Schrader being out. Like it, it shouldn't make any right. sense. And if anything, we should see it doubling because Schrader's out because he Literally, can't run the football.
1: Look at what Pitt is doing. Well, look at what Pitt did to you.
0: Yes, yes. I mean, with a backup, with a backup running back, by the way. Not with their number one guy. So that's what's crazy to me. He needs to touch the rock. He has to touch the rock. And if he's hurt, which I haven't seen anything like that, then I understand. But I don't think that's the case. And I just, at the end of the day, I don't understand. But this Florida State defense is feeling really good. I, I will never forget this play, KG, in the rivalry where we saw Jamie Robinson get in the backfield, hit the quarterback, kind of sling him down. The quarterback tries to stay up, and then he just yeets him on the ground and just stands over him. I mean, that's going to be a play. They're going to show that all the time. I mean, that's going to be one of the plays in the rivalry that they show because it was so aggressive. Those guys are playing at a high level. Syracuse, unfortunately, is not. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a tough one. So the the key for me is, is, again, it's the same as the Clemson-Louisville game. You've got to run the football. Who can do it effectively is going to win this game. I think Florida State does it with ease. For whatever reason, Syracuse is hesitant to give Sean Tucker the football. I think Florida State runs away with this one. I, I take Florida State easily with the seven.
1: I agree. This is the, the first big three game we agree on, Florida State minus seven. My stat is that FSU leads the ACC in both yards per play and opponent yards per play.
0: That ain't good for anybody else.
1: <laughs> that, look, doesn't get much better than that. Mm-hmm. That's really impressive from mm-hmm. FSU. Okay, Mac. Our speed round. We have four more games. Let's roll through them. Pitt is at Virginia, noon on ACC Network. If Pitt wins this game, they're bowl eligible. That's something to keep an eye on. Pitt is a four-point favorite. Similar to Schrader, we're we're not hearing much about a Kanda. We kind of I think we have to assume he's out at this point. But Rodney Hammond was so good against Syracuse. Mm-hmm. It feels like you can do that again. And UVA had a little bit of a resurgence offensively against UNC, but Mac. It was against UNC. So I'm not sure that this UVA offense is truly going to be able to do much.
0: Yeah, everybody, like you pointed out, has a resurgence when they play UNC. They do. I I actually uh, think that Izzy's going to be back. I have a little intel on this. If that changes your pick at at all, I wanted to get that on there so it's fair and and balanced there that you have the same knowledge that I do there. Uh, I think they're going to continue to run the ball. I mean, it's just – who they are, what they do. The biggest thing that I'm intrigued to see is just the defensive effort from Pitt. A lot like Clemson, I had way higher expectations for this Pitt defensive line. They have not met them. Maybe flashes in the pan they have, and, and at times, Deslin, you know, Alexander looked awesome last uh, last week there, having two and a half sacks, scoring, having a safety. Uh, and, and of course, my man uh, in the middle there has done a great job. So, so just seeing how can they continue to do that? How can guys like Kalajah Cansey continue to build and really get that defense going? Brennan has been hit more than any quarterback in the ACC. To me, that that's the biggest determining factor. Pitt gets in the backfield, has a party, and wins this game.
1: I agree. Pitt minus four. I think that's the move here as Virginia has been so close lately but has struggled to close out games. What about Virginia Tech at Duke? A team that's already bowling yeah. it's the Duke Blue Devils. <laughs> Duke's one of the best stories in college football right now. Yeah. I, don't know if, I don't know if they're getting enough pub, but moving to 7-3 and three if they beat Virginia Tech at home, which I think they should. Duke's a 9.5-point favorite. Duke's been playing with a lot of confidence. They've been playing well. Virginia Tech, here's the number to know with this game. Virginia Tech has lost six straight games for the first time since Frank Beamer's first season. So maybe it's a good sign, Hokies. The Hokies have not lost seven straight games since 1951. I don't know what happened in 1951. Seems like it was a rough year. But this is one of the roughest years for Virginia Tech that I can remember. Yeah. And I I don't see how they get it done in Durham, Mac.
0: Yeah. I, I, even though that's kind of a big number, it was double digits at one point. Now it's moving down a little bit to, to nine and a half here. I, w- I do want to say one nice thing about the Hokies before I move on to Duke. Their fans have been... Awesome. Yeah. No matter what. Last week it was probably at 90% capacity. I didn't think anybody was going to be there. They it's were amazing. jacked up. They were excited. They were loud. It was horrible weather. And they were still there. Give this team something to cheer for. And who knows what Virginia Tech's going to be like. That that already crowd that we think is this amazing 12th man, I think can take even more steps when they're playing really good. So with all that in mind, shout out to the Hokie fans hope that you know coach gets this thing turned around because you deserve it looking at Duke I mean I, I don't know how coach Elko doesn't get coach of the year the only way I can see it being spoiled is if Mac is truly 11 and one and in the ACC championship don't know how he doesn't get it so we might just That'd cut the trophy in half send one to Durham send one to UNC we could walk it's it's right there it's like an eight mile walk uh we, we could figure that out uh but yeah Riley Leonard has been the star of the show 577 rushing yards. He is fourth of any quarterback in the entire country. He he's freaking nature. He's been awesome with his legs. I, I think that continues. And I think the biggest thing is don't don't play around in this game. Like let's make a statement. Let's get out and let's move on.
1: Well, it it did worry me a bit because Duke played around with Boston College. Right. But that was also on the road. Duke's been really good at home, despite the UNC game, even right. though that was you're playing a really good team. So I I still I'm gonna take Duke minus nine and a half. But their BC performance has me a little worried.
0: Yeah. No, I understand. I will I understand. say that. I understand. I'm taking the Blue Devils as well. I, I think they cover there.
1: Speaking of BC, Boston College is playing at NC State this weekend. Oh, God. 3.30 p.m. on ACC Network. NC State's a 19-point favorite. Here's what I'm going to say about this game, Mac. It seems Dracovic is still out. Moorhead, the guy who came in for him last week against Duke, balled out. Yeah. Now, he he looked great. And I thought he brought a new energy to this Boston College
0: offense. Mm-hmm.
1: I also think this is an afternoon game, not a night game for the fans at Carter-Finley. This is definitely a game where you think, all right, you know, we've got a lot more games coming up. This is just BC, whatever. NC State wins. Don't get me wrong. BC covers. You heard it here. Boston College Plus 19.
0: Let me ask you if you've Let's ever heard of, uh, heard of this guy. His name is Hemjay. Not MJ. <laughs> Hemjay Morse. Have you ever heard I of have. him?
1: I have. He heard of him, Mr. McClendon. He's
0: good. <laughs> That's hilarious. He's going to be feeling good. He is not going to be thinking, oh, we've got other games to play. He's ready to roll, and he wants to dominate. This kid is cool, calm, collect. He showed that. He's able to handle the playbook in a ranked matchup at night. There wasn't a moment that was too big for him. So now, to me, what does that look like? they're opening this playbook wide open. They're confident enough to say, hey, MJ, from play one, excuse me, MJ, from play one, it's all of it. You're wide open, man. The the playbook is at your disposal. (laughs) And I think one piece that may be a little bit underrated, I hope that Demi Sumo is back and and playing because he's such a good Mm. player, but the running attack of MJ Morris is really, I think, going to help that run game. That that has been lacking and, and very average in years past. That's another element. So with all that in mind, I think he continues to just dominate, show people why he's one of the you know ex- more exciting people that we're going to be talking about coming up next year. I think NC State gets it done and covers.
1: All right. Let's well, say Cook, BC plus 19. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by that game. This is how you make these games interesting, people. All right. right. Our final game, Miami at Georgia Tech. Mac, if either of these teams wants to make a bowl, they got to win this game. So nice. there, there are some high stakes with this game. 3.30 p.m. on ESPN3. Georgia Tech's one a one-and-a-half-point favorite. The total's at 44 because, jeez. <laughs> what do you think is going on with Georgia Tech's quarterback situation? Because – Pyron actually played played pretty well last week, but yeah. Jeff Sims is back and he's listed as QB1. Do you think it's going to be Jeff Sims?
0: Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, because, you know, these coaches, there's no rules on what you have to do in college. Just, no rules. You know, is he injured? Is he not injured? Oh, he's playing. Actually, he's not going to dress. That's what Syracuse did with Garrett Schrader. He went through all the warmups last week as the one, went through everything, Ten minutes later, he's in street clothes on the sideline. I'm just like, what are we doing? Why? It's so weird. It's so weird. So maybe he's (laughs) playing. I don't know. But I I think you feel much better than you do when, you know, Zach just ran out of bounds with no time left on the clock, and that was the last play of the Mm. game. I mean, he he had a really nice game, 250 passing yards, 66 rushing, a couple of TDs, and it was the the freshman of the week in the ACC. So I think you're excited about that. And you're also welcoming to town a program that is – you know, the, the initials are MIA for Miami. It also stands for missing in action. Where are these wow. guys? What, I mean, what are what are they doing? They're missing a lot of offensive linemen. Quarterback, we don't know. Tyler Van Dyke, I assume, is going to be done now. Didn't look like he was healthy right. at all, but, you know, that he wanted to be in that rivalry. He wanted to play in that game. But just at the end of the day, just I don't think he was ready. So where the heck do the Canes go at quarterback? I, I just... I have no idea, and there's a lot of excuses coming out of the camp from some of the coaches. I'm just – it's weird. I know the future is hopefully, fingers crossed, promising, maybe. Mm. Um, But right now, it's pretty dark days in in Coral Gables, and I think it gets darker with with an L here. I think Georgia Tech gets it done.
1: I agree, Mac. And I think Georgia Tech minus one and a half makes a ton of sense here in Atlanta because even though we have questions about Georgia Tech's QB situation – It seems like you have two good options, whereas with Miami's QB situation, anybody besides healthy TVD has just not been able to get it.
0: And and to me, I mean, if you're going to go with the guy, I mean, Garcia has been so turnover-prone, and it's bad. It's like there's nobody in the vicinity, and he's throwing to the other team, and it's just, I don't know, Brown, there was a spark. He ran the ball somewhat effectively, I guess, uh, that they feel good about him. I just don't know. There's way too many question marks in Miami right now where – I think Georgia Tech, with all the passion, the energy, having the coach that you do at head coach right now, I think they get a way to get it done and get a big statement win.
1: And possibly, I know the the rest of their schedule is tough, but if they can upset one of those two teams at the end, you know, maybe that would they can crazy. get
0: one of those teams that's a five ten, team bid. Maybe, maybe they can do that because I don't think there's no way. Oh, there's no way.
1: That would be fun for Georgia Tech. Good
0: for them. Six team, six team, however many wins they have, whatever it takes to go bowling. It would be five. Five, five. there we go. Easy enough, thank you. Um, That's it, guys. Fun episode. A lot of big games. Seven, all ACC teams are playing an ACC team. First time it's happened this year. First time it'll happen all year. So super exciting for that. But that's it from us. Go over to YouTube right now. Mash that subscribe button. So much fun to to see those numbers and to see you guys. Uh, Go over to Apple Podcasts as well. The OGs. It's always fun to you know see you guys over there we can't see you but talk to you uh but anyway that's it from us uh until next time we'll see y'all